Welcome to Breathings and Brief, an audio podcast. Uh, it's a digest. It's it's Drew and I. That's what's happening today. Drew and I are going to chat today for just a few minutes about a conversation we had with Kit Cobert. Uh, he is the VP and CTO from the Cloud Platform Business Unit at VMware. Um, so he's one of the guys near the, the top of the food chain that knows what's going on within VMware and the cloud stuff. And the whole point of this conversation well, let's put it to you this way, dear folks that are listening. You know VMware, right? And what they've been doing for a long time. One of the absolute hugest names in enterprise IT. Well, in the cloud era, what do we need VMware for? There, there's a really super blunt way to put it, Drew. Um, but that's more or less the question that we put to Kit. Um, yep. What is the future of VMware in the cloud era? And Kit actually had a very thoughtful and lengthy answer for us that we want to go through. He did. And just the context around this is that it, we're recording at the time of VMworld 2020 when VMworld is rolling out all kinds of new initiatives, new product announcements, and so on. And so this was part of that larger event going on. So VMware's strategy from Kit's perspective, as he, he was reflecting for us, is that you are where you are today with your workloads. You've got a lot of VMs. Now maybe you're getting into containers. You're thinking about Kubernetes. Cloud native is interesting but it's not like you could just flip a switch and now we're cloud native, huzzah, and success and you've moved on and now you're sitting on AWS. Kit's right. point with us was it is a big deal to transition to cloud native nirvana, Drew, and he gave us several steps along the way that customers can take to get to that cloud native nirvana. Yeah, they laid it out pretty clearly. They've, I think they internally they call it the three R's. So the steps are rehost. That is, you can move from uh, running your workload on-premises into a public cloud. Replatform, which is essentially move the workload from a VM to a container. And then refactor, which is to essentially go into the guts of the application, rewrite it so that you can take advantage of a new architecture, microservices architecture. But along the way, if you're using uh, VMware tooling to get you through each of those R's, each of those steps to, to again, get to that cloud-native nirvana, you have a lot of, it's a lot easier for you to do it. Um, you've got some familiar operations. You're used to using VMware and VMware tooling. Um, you don't have to completely redo how you're doing IT to get to that cloud native if you're using, um, you're continuing with your VMware style of workloads and tools that you're comfortable with and familiar with right. as you move right. from point A to, uh, again, Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. <laughs> we all know everything is happy and perfect in the cloud, and that's where we all want to go. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess cloud native Nirvana is a bit, <laughs> bit presumptuous, but uh, but that he when, when Kit said that, it did kind of stick in my but, mind because it is what a lot of people think, right? And he, it seems like there's what they're hearing from customers is that executives feel this pressure to be in the cloud for whatever reason, and maybe they're not, not even sure themselves, but there are benefits and advantages. And so if that's part of your journey and you need to get there, then VMware has all the suites you need to help you all along the way. Um, my first impressions of, and part of this is with Tanzu, which is their effort to integrate Kubernetes within vSphere and other, and VMware Cloud Foundation so that you get all of the infrastructure controls and policy and security elements wrapped around a Kubernetes environment. So you make your developers happy and you make your infrastructure folks happy. My first impression of Tanzu back with Project Pacific from 2019 was that VMware was trying to insert itself into new net new app development modes and be relevant to devs uh, who are interested in containers and Kubernetes. VMware could say, we've got a platform for you. 
And I think that's still part of the strategy, but I feel like as I think about it more, what VMware is doing is like, I'm thinking, you know, Ethan, you and I, when we bought music, we bought it on cassettes when we were kids <laughs> and then CDs came along and we bought it all over again, the exact same stuff. It was just on a new platform. That's kind of what VMware is doing in a way with Tanzu, you've got all these applications, they were on VMs, they're on your premises, you need to do something else with them. VMware is like, okay, now you can buy the CD version. I think there's a bit of that. They've certainly gone through a lot of acquisitions. It's not just with Tanzu, but also they bought Pivotal, they bought uh, Heptio. And they're really building a company that you can go to Kubernetes and right. I know that's a pretty interesting metaphor. Do you, are we buying it all over again? There is a bit of that. Uh, I think that's a fair way to put it, but VMware is banking on the fact that the long run looks like an orchestrated long run for everyone, mm-hmm. that you're going to be running cloudified infrastructure in some way. Kubernetes is what's going to underlie that, whether you're dealing with it natively and you're really interacting with Kubernetes in a very personal way or whether you're using a, a packaged as a service sort of a solution. Um, so let's put a little bit of context around this, Drew. One of the, the big questions here is, are all of these tools and intermediate steps that VMware offers, is that a transitional step and then companies are kind of done with VMware eventually? And the way Kit put it, I didn't feel that way. It felt like VMware is like, we're putting the products together to help you as an enterprise get you where you need to go. And we're going to continue to be there for you in the long run, as demonstrated by Tanzu and all the rest of these products. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I, I don't see, for the foreseeable future, I don't see VMware being in danger of becoming irrelevant, especially because there's this long tail of existing applications that they can help you either transform or just continue to run. And meanwhile, they've also got a story they can tell about net new applications and how you can continue to use VMware, even in the cloud, even if you're going cloud native. Whether or not they can bring the developers along, which is going to be a key issue, and VMware has some work to do on becoming uh, top of mind for developers, but at least they've got uh, a roadmap in place. It all felt very real to me in the same the same logic, Drew. Um, one customer example that Kit gave really stuck out to me, which was, okay, you can say you want to go cloud native today and maybe pick up an app and move it and do it by yourself. But what happens when you got 2,000 apps? And even in the smaller <laughs> companies I've worked with, Drew, um, I mean, 2,000 apps is maybe a little high, but hundreds of apps is very common to have to deal For with sure. that. And it's it's incredibly sure. complex to get those applications migrated into some new architecture and infrastructure. So I thought uh, Kit had a, a, a good point. Yeah, they're going to help you get moved and they're going to be there for you in the long run. And I agree with your analysis. For the foreseeable future, I don't see VMware becoming irrelevant or going going anywhere for the vast majority of enterprises. They have a lot to offer. Yeah, I guess the issue for them is is whether Kubernetes uh, stays the, the platform of choice for container orchestration. If there's a, an exodus, then they may be hung up a little bit. But uh, it, reading the tea leaves, it seems like they've made the right bet. I agree. I think they've made the right bet. And, and how could you even suggest people don't go to <laughs> Kubernetes? I mean, shun the, shun the crazy, non-believers. <laughs> well, we all hear about that Kubernetes complexity and... We'll see. We will see what happens. Well, that has been Briefings in Brief for today. Um, If you like this kind of content analysis, discussions about enterprise IT, hey, Briefings in Brief is just one of the many podcasts you can find on the Packet Pushers podcast network. Find it all at packetpushers.net. Click on the subscribe link, and that will give you a page of all the different podcasts where we discuss enterprise IT, often in deep technical detail, content aimed at engineers for your professional career development. Until next time, this is Ethan Banks and Drew Conray-Murray. We'll see you.